0: Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I am glad you're here. This is episode 67 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. And today we are going to talk all about eating styles and how to, well, we're going to talk about some of the different types of eating styles and how you can figure out which eating style is yours and how that type of eating style affects weight loss. And then uh, to give you some ideas on once you know your eating style, how you most want to approach weight loss, the strategies that you can use for your particular style to help you lose weight quicker and keep it off for good. Before we get started, just a quick reminder, you can head to my website at heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And over there, you can get all sorts of detailed information on how clients work with me, Whether it's for weight loss coaching, health coaching, um, and or just life coaching in general, getting to goals in life. And you can also, well, there's a blog over there which is called Journal on the Tabs. You can access both of my podcasts from over there. You can also, um, there's a page that is called, it's called, I think, Things I like or things I love, and it's um, discount codes on companies that I partner with, as well as just books that have inspired me, um, things like that. If you are interested, so head over there. Uh, from there, you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter, which I would ask you to do. Um, it's called All Things Well Being, and just once a month, I send out a newsletter to those people who have signed up. It's all free. Um, Tips and tricks on all things mental, emotional, physical, health, and well-being. Often a recipe included, journal prompt, things like that. Okay, let's move on to what we are talking about today. So there are three main styles of eating and learning which one or one's. Uh, that you are, what style you sort of um, use in regards to your eating can be really helpful and useful. As each different style, you know, has sort of this different relationship to weight loss, weight gain, and maintenance. And having an understanding of your eating style can give you that clarity, that um, that understanding of what tools for weight loss or maintenance will most likely work quicker and better for you, have more of an impact for you due to your typical style of eating. So we're going to get into what your eating style is and how to apply that for quicker and easier weight loss. So the first style of eating is called intuitive eating, and it's most likely one that most of you have heard of, Typically it's the one most of us would like to be in, that intuitive style of eating, but most of us are probably not. We maybe can pop it in here and there, but um, this is really a uh, learned skill for any of us who deal with emotional eating, overeating, you know, using food um, to self-soothe, those sorts of things. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're in that space. And so intuitive eating for many of us is kind of that that goal. Intuitive eating is where we are really in a place with our bodies of knowing its cues and sensations. You know, we really just know what foods work best for us physically, mentally, and emotionally. It feels pretty effortless to eat this way because we've done all the work to get into this space. If you want to learn more about intuitive eating and some basic tools to get started learning this, I do have an episode on my other podcast, uh, Flexible Fasting with Heather Heinen, and I believe it was the last episode released. It wasn't too long long ago. Um, I think it's episode 27. But anyway, that would be some more information on intuitive eating. It's kind of that holy grail, like I said, for those of us with either or both of the other styles of eating that we're gonna talk about, um, and those are called deprivation-driven eating, and the other style is emotional eating. So let's get into those. Deprivation-driven eating and emotional eating, they do have some similarities as well as some differences, and I'm gonna go through it all so you can really gain a sense of which one you are, or if you have some of both, but maybe which one is more dominant, Both of them typically have eating at times that feels out of control. Both are types of overeating. Often I find that most people feel like out of control eating is mostly emotional. They will say things like they were stressed or sad or even happy and celebrating and the eating got out of control, but often it's actually from deprivation-driven eating And deprivation-driven eating typically comes from a history of restriction, um, restricting food intake for a period of time. You know, this would be all of my yo-yo dieters out there, any of my over-exercisers. And yes, over-exercising is a form of restriction, which often automatically turns into deprivation-driven eating. You most likely are deprivation-driven eating if you are often trying to eat healthy in quotation marks, with a focus on low-calorie foods. Um, This type of eating can come from eating as less as, you know, 200 calories a day for your body's needs, like going into deprivation mode of 200 calories a day for your body's needs, as well as depriving it of the nourishment via nutrients it needs from food as well. Um, So even if you're maybe, you know, uh, feel like you're eating you know, a normal amount, but you're depriving the body of the nutrients it needs due to the choices that you're making with your food. Um, it it can also be like if you restricted last week. Okay. So let's say you restricted last week, Monday, you ate normally the rest of the week, that one restriction day on Monday can really wreak havoc on, um, our, our, the urges to overeat, you know, on our, um, on our urges to overeat because of that one day of deprivation, you know, so it may not even show up until Friday or Saturday. So you deprived on Monday, you kind of eat normally the next few days and all of a sudden Friday, Saturday, you know, you're completely overeating, maybe even triggered into a binge. My point is often that one day of, um, of restriction, of deprivation, can really trigger overeating later on. And this type of eating does always stem from having been restricted or limiting food. This can be from childhood or adolescence where one or both of your parents were you know dieting or healthy eating focused or you only got candy when you were good or you didn't eat when you were hungry typically it's coming from a household that controlled food in some way and your intake of it in some way that limitation and restriction also may have not come from childhood it may have started with yourself when you chose to limit certain foods or restrict your calories to correct your body image so this type of eating can also come from simply our mindset so whether we are actually depriving our bodies physically from food if we are just simply in diet mentality or thinking in ways that are depriving we will have deprivation-driven eating. This means if you're thinking thoughts that come from a diet mentality, things like I shouldn't eat this or I shouldn't have that that," or I can't have that, that's a good food or this was a bad day or I'm a bad person because I went off plan and ate that bad food. This is all diet mentality that immediately puts you into deprivation-driven eating. This is such a vicious cycle because... Now, we may still be eating above and beyond what our bodies need. You know, so now we're putting on excess weight. But then on top of it, we have diet mentality thoughts, which lead to feelings of shame and unworthiness. And now we are driven to eat even more to numb from those hard feelings momentarily. And now if we put on even more weight, The cycle goes on and on. This is why changing our mindset, our diet mentality, our restrictive thinking, our deprivation thinking, so how we think about food and our bodies is so critical for permanent weight loss and for getting to that space, that style of intuitive eating, that effortlessness and peace with food and ourselves. Without this component, without shifting our thinking, that deprivation eating continues and continues. And this really means that deprivation eating can come from physical food restriction, so where you really are restricting food, and or from psychological restriction from food. So at some point, not having freedom to eat the way you want or from being deprived from satisfaction of food. Most deprivation-driven eaters focus a lot on the next diet craze. Uh, We are the ones that will cut carbs, go keto, you know, eat only a 1,000 calories a day, over exercise, focus on what is the one thing, the magic bullet that I can try to get back under control. And sometimes we even go um, to, you know... Trying that—that inevitable feeling of being compelled to eat the foods that we were previously not allowed or barely Um, allowed—that—that really is what can happen once we're when we're in that mentality, you know, of trying to get that magic bullet to get everything under control. That really is where we inevitably will feel compelled to eat the foods that were previously not allowed or barely allowed. And then this goes into the overeating them almost every time. And then we feel the shame, like a failure and the guilt. And then typically we have to get back on the program or do a cleanse or fast for two days to feel okay about ourselves again. And of course, the cycle continues until the deprivation driven eating is healed. It will not permanently stop that cycle, that yo-yo dieting, all of that will continue on and on. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands, and it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances and then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process. They use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once and then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always, it's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable, um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having, Uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back, like I've always known dairy, I do not do well with dairy, Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that but i really found some of the results fascinating like there were certain proteins that i was used to eating every single day that i'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um and other proteins that were just fine so that helped me adjust uh to what i'm eating right now another thing that was really interesting is i always thought i was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka um all that kind of stuff and. Actually, according to this, uh, all clear alcohol is not good, but I am totally cool with red wine. So things like that were really, really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that I'll be doing and uh, just, just gave me all the information in one shot. So I highly, highly recommend them if you're looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then dot com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N and you're going to get a nice discount. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast and if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized so if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can Support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. If you don't realize that your eating is deprivation driven eating and you're constantly blaming yourself and you're bad choices around food, you really actually miss the opportunity to heal this type of overeating. So if you want to heal your overeating, understanding if this is your style is the first step to get there. Remember that understanding that clarity, really understanding uh is that first step of awareness which we need in order to make some behavior changes and although emotions are involved here, this is more about past deprivation and restriction and and knowing this and that it's different than just pure emotional eating. We want to become familiar with our true physiological hunger and learn to work with it rather than deprive and restrict and try to control and work against it, you know because that's really. Well, beyond that, we also really want to shift and permanently change our thinking, um, our thoughts that are restrictive and depriving. And, and this is really how we start to heal. So now if we move into emotional eating. Emotional eating is basically eating anytime you are not physically or psychologically hungry um, and it is normal, almost all of us have done it or do it. it's normal to eat for pleasure as eating is pleasurable and can be really enjoyed. Some emotional eating is normal and just fine and i've talked about this before, but i I do believe you know there can even be other health benefits so so if you are doing some emotional eating you know, and this is just my thought (laughs) that it can bring some other health benefits. Like example, if we're communing with others over, you know, people we love over a meal, or we're celebrating with loved ones with food, we're breaking bread together. and, And often we might do this when we're not hungry. So we are emotional eating by definition, but we know that there are other health benefits that occur when we are social with others. So, You know, and so in my world, some of this is just normal and okay and maybe even beneficial. The problem comes in when food is the first response to emotional triggers. And this is where regular emotional eating leads to overeating and weight gain and other health issues, but also poor emotional coping strategies. So using food for pleasure, for a coping strategy, for emotions over and over gets us stuck in a cycle of using food instead of learning how to self-soothe and cope emotionally with difficult feelings, as well as not creating pleasure for ourselves in our own lives. I have a whole episode on why creating pleasure for ourselves is so important to break the emotional eating habit. That's episode 57 of this podcast. Um, I believe the title is called Stop Denying Yourself." pleasure. Anyway, using food for pleasure as an emotional coping strategy, again, leads to that shame cycle. We overeat for comfort, for relief from difficult emotions, which remember, come from our thoughts and why your thought work here is so important. So we overeat emotionally to feel better in the moment and then feel shame and guilt for having done it. And so we eventually emotionally eat again to get out of our own self-criticism Um, that has created the difficult feelings we are escaping from in the moment. Healing emotional eating comes from learning more about what it is, what it isn't, and why specific thoughts, emotions, and triggers drive you to overeat. So it's really getting inquisitive and curious about all these things. It's learning more about your moods and how they often correlate to cravings and desires for certain foods. How our moods influence our decision and choices to overeat or not overeat. Learning the difference between emotional, psychological hunger and true physical hunger is another way that we start to heal this. An example might be that you come home after a long day of work, you know, um, you have to make dinner, get things done around the house, you're anxious, tired, stressed, irritated, and so you're craving that comfort food. You know, usually it's warm, rich, soothing when really you may not be physically hungry at all. And instead, we are looking for comfort and relief from stress. But we could also be physically hungry. It's learning how to discern between these two hungers and then learning new emotional coping strategies to use for soothing and comfort instead of food. If we discern we are psychologically hungry, not physically hungry in moments like those. So let's talk about physical and psychological hunger signals. Typically, uh, true physical hunger is felt in the stomach. Um, Psychological hunger is often felt in the throat or the mouth. So sometimes that's one way you can start to figure out what your hunger cues are. Are you truly hungry in the stomach? Or are you feeling it more in your mouth or throat? And this may sound kind of weird if you've not thought about this before, but try it. Um, you'll, you'll start to, once you start paying attention to these things, you start to understand uh, what I'm talking about here. Physical hunger can lead, like true physical hunger can lead to increased salivation. You may even experience some lightheadedness or weakness or exhaustion if you've pushed those phys- that physical hunger too far Uh, Physical hunger usually comes on gradually. Psychological hunger typically comes on quickly. True hunger will make food smell and taste better. Um... One one of the things I love to use to know if it's true hunger or psychological hunger is in that moment. Ask yourself if you really enjoy eating broccoli right now, or another veggie you you actually kind of like, or something like a chicken breast. You know, if it's like, oh my goodness, yes, I would totally enjoy broccoli or chicken right now, then most likely you are truly physically hungry. If you're like, uh, no, I could, I do not think broccoli would taste good, I don't think chicken would, that would not be satisfying, then most likely you are psychologically hungry. You can also feel these hunger cues when you're thirsty and that is part of the reason why you want to stay hydrated. Staying hydrated just helps you to understand your true physical hunger cues much more easily. Emotional eating usually starts in the head, not the stomach, so it can be sort of obsessive thoughts throughout the day about food, cravings for junk food or sugar and fat combination food, you know, it comes on suddenly, it can feel physical, like emptiness in your core um, can come on from lack of satisfaction. Satisfaction, security, and peace. It can be for a hunger for connection. Um, it can be to comfort stress, to cre- you know help with stress relief, pleasure, a sense of control, even even just entertainment. Right? Emotional eating can just be for entertainment or reward. Um, one thing I want to quick talk about here is something that most overeaters do not understand, but it's so true and this is just a little side note here in regards to how we think. So hating your body is one of the biggest factors in emotionally overeating. So shame about our bodies, criticalness of our bodies, um, you know, it never ever inspires people to make lasting changes, especially when it comes to our bodies and sense of self. We think that berating ourselves by giving ourselves horrible criticism and negative self-talk towards our bodies will punish us into making great changes but this never ever works in the long term you you we need to learn to appreciate and respect our current bodies in order to make lasting changes to emotional eating and to your physical body you have you have to at least get at least get neutral about your body and stop the incessant critique in order for you to be able to heal the emotional eating cycle. Now, you will often hear that this healing needs to take place before you can even start to lose weight. And I really, I disagree with this. And you know, I've watched many, many clients lose weight while working on getting neutral with their bodies and even loving their bodies, being kind to their bodies, and healing emotional eating. You don't have to be fully healed and just totally adoring your current body to lose the weight. You can do both together. But the point is, the deeper work of learning to appreciate at least getting neutral about your body does need to be done in order to keep the weight off for good. Okay, so we have discussed three styles of eating. Intuitive eating, deprivation-driven eating, and emotional eating. Hopefully, you now have a clearer understanding as from where your overeating is coming from. And I also hope you've taken away some practical strategies to give a try to work on the skill of learning when you are truly physically hungry or psychologically hungry or emotionally hungry. And beyond all that, I really hope you took away the importance of the work of healing your relationship with food, your body, and your own self in order to lose the weight for good. Thank you for being here and sharing this space with me. You know how much I appreciate it. I really appreciate all of you listening and your support of this podcast if you know someone who you think might benefit from this podcast i would just ask that you please pass it along we will talk soon did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website go to heatherheinen.com heinen is spelled h-e-y-n-e-n and get in touch with questions on all things i offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.